Coming up, it's a Super Bowl props podcast. Plus, we kind of morph it into Salapalooza. You'll find out in a second what that means. Stay tuned. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. We are supported by Men's Warehouse. When you wear a tailored Men's Warehouse outfit, it makes you feel confident like you can do anything, whether it's a sharp, well-fitted outfit that makes you want to roll back the ears and dance like no one is watching at a wedding, or a suit that makes you feel like you've got the job before you walk into a job interview. You should definitely give Men's Warehouse a shot, and here's why. Men's Warehouse, the only nationwide men's clothing store that has a tailor in every store to fit your suit, shirt, jeans, et cetera, to your body. And men's warehouses everywhere with 600 plus locations nationwide. So if you need one, and you will, there's one near you. Feel like you can do anything in an outfit from Men's Warehouse. Visit your Men's Warehouse store or click or tap to shop online. We're also brought to you by the ringer.com and the Ringer Podcast Network, where we just launched a new podcast last week. It's called Sports Cards Nonsense. People are already saying it's the best podcast about the sports cards industry. Check it out. We do it every Tuesday and Friday. The first one went up last Thursday. Got a pretty big response in the card community. Very excited about that. But it will be two times a week from now on. Also, the, a new rewatchables is coming on Monday night. We did Out of Sight, me, Ryan Rossillo, and Bill Lawrence. First appearance on the rewatchables. It's a really good one. He even has George Clooney pick up basketball stories. So get ready for that one. It's Monday night coming up. Cousin Sal and a whole slew of guests, Super Bowl props and a lot more. Sal doesn't even know who's coming on this podcast, but it's a fun one. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, Cousin Sal is here. We're going to be joined by a bunch of special guests today, including our first one, Joe House. I don't know how we booked him. We're going to do <laughs> Super Bowl props. More importantly, uh, we're doing a very special Salapalooza podcast today. His book's been out for five days. You can't lose them all. Um, we have a plea for the listeners. We want to make the New York Times bestseller list with this book. Help us out. Sal, how many years of free podcasts have we given the listeners? Oh, Four, no. 14 years? Oh, no, no. 14 years no, of free Bill. podcasts? Bill, All don't you're do asking it like that. is for them to buy a book on Amazon no. that they're going to enjoy. They the, like listening it anyway. Come on, listeners. People have done enough. They downloaded, they subscribed, they've done everything we've asked of them. And now you want right. them to, to pay for this book? Well, if I think they would enjoy it. It'd be <laughs> I funny think you have two too. days left. The New York Times bestseller, the, the, it goes Tuesday to Monday, basically. So today or tomorrow will be the last two days trying to get Sal in the, in the top list. 
And if you love the podcast, you love sound, if you have the means, and if you want to read a nice crisp book, House, you're in this book. There's a whole House Eats 3 chapter. You're all over yeah, it, House. I bought, I bought 10 copies, and that's going to be my Christmas present. I'm going to sign the third chapter and give that out <laughs> as my Christmas gift this year. <laughs> By the way, one. isn't the book already number one under the sports gambling category on the New York Times list? It's number one in sports gambling. It's number one in addiction and recovery, which was never, uh, never, ever the goal of this. If you've recovered from any kind of addiction after reading this, that's on mm. you. That has nothing to do with me. Fair point. All right. Speaking of gambling and addiction, Super Bowl props. Yeah. We've had a lot of time to look at these. Mm hmm. We have more props than ever. It seems like we're going to use the ones on FanDuel. We might go off the reservation a couple of times because there's some weird ones on some weird websites. But for the most part, we do FanDuel. And we're at the point of this two-week process. By the way, uh, quick roundtable on this. We like the two weeks between the championship games and the Super Bowl, right? I'm pro. What do you think, House? Absolutely pro. Uh, the only observation I'll make is as it relates to this props market and the way um, in 2021 gamblers are behaving the props started dropping midweek last week yeah. and um you know thursday is traditionally props day a lot of these props have changed between thursday props day and today we're recording this sunday night already a bunch of them have have moved you know against us in terms of yardage totals and odds and all the crest uh, the rest of it we might have to start doing this pod like the wednesday after um yeah. the conference championships or something right you're right. There is more action than ever. Sal, you're the master of, you love the prop that basically zags against anything America would want. Yeah, yeah. Something we'll that would make people that. unhappy. Sure. Like, well, What is it this year for you? For, well, first with the two-week thing, I'm pro- I am pro the two week uh, gap. Oh, good. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. also I'm pro Pro Bowl too. I missed it a little today. Now they've screwed with that. They've put it a week after the Super Bowl. They've yeah. you know we've we've experienced that. I think they tore down the stadium in Hawaii that doesn't even exist anymore. Obviously, no game this year because of COVID. But I definitely did. I did miss it. It was like the Senior Bowl yesterday. I couldn't get into it. Fatrick Reed today house. I don't think you had him right. I I had I had the T twos. I had Xander and Tony Finau. So oh, don't I, bet I on need Tony something. Finau. I need I football. Finau. I had Finau to top ten. That was a winner. You can't bet him to win, but you can bet him to top five. You know, yeah. one thing I thought Sal did with his book that was really smart was he left some chapters on the table for the sequel book. Oh no! And That's one of those was a chapter about how do you really know if you might have a gambling problem. <laughs> and I think rule number one is the Pro Bowl. Sal, oh, you think so? <laughs> Sal didn't just bet the Pro Bowl. You were betting props. You bet. You're betting the over/under total. You would have six Pro Bowl bets going. <laughs> a game that the players playing in didn't care about, and you're wagering on them. You know what? I noticed that, and I mean, I don't know why this is a surprise, but I really can't watch too much. You you can watch basketball. You can watch any game. You can watch Charlotte. You look yep. for players and stuff. I feel like I can't watch too much of any sport without having money on it. I really can't. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's like um I want to talk to David Chang about it, but it's like uh he invented a new spice and yeah, I love hot dogs, but I can't eat anything without this new spice I put on things. I, it really it's ruined me. It's ruined me for good and um you know, the pro bowl is no different. Yeah. House, what's what's the darkest gambling <laughs> thing for you? It's it's all the weird golf shit, right? Like you're doing you're doing head-to-head matchups for these weird tournaments. That's about as low as you sink, right? No, no. It, it, it's um, 
the golf stuff is like very vanilla. I mean, I don't think it's it's that crazy to be on a on a Wednesday looking up, you know, guys that are ranked in the 50 to 100 range in the one, official world golf rankings and see who's going to play better. What's worse is is what we do, which is on Sunday looking at the NFL slate and coming up with five-way parlays and yeah. just giving money away. That's way worse. Oh. Just giving it away, just throwing it in the garbage bin. Very fair. Uh, before we go get to the Super Bowl props, just quickly, there's a big, big golf Stafford trade, yeah. which I actually got tipped off on before it happened. Oh, that thanks it was for that. In the works, it's, a, it's well, not like you can't you can't bet that or anything. It's not like we could have profited off that. Good well, the Rams are eighteen to one, eighteen to one. Now they're ten to one. The reason I didn't really care, I'm not sure it changes my mind on whether the Rams are a Super Bowl team. Basically, they gave up a couple firsts for Stafford. One was the price to basically give them Goff. And then the other one was the price for Stafford. And there was more in the trade. But I don't know. I I why I I watch football every Sunday. I from what I saw from Stafford, I'm not sure he's gonna be a top 10 QB on a contender. Like he's mm. definitely better than Goff. But Sal, what'd you think of that trade well, just on I'm, the face of it? I'm pretty sure the Lions aren't gonna be a Super Bowl contender. That's for true. Sure. In fact, I don't know if you put odds on it. I don't know that Goff takes a snap ever for that. You know, they got they got the draft picks. That's what that's what they wanted, you know. And like you said, that ad, extra draft pick was so that they could pay Goff's salary. Everyone's like, oh, Deshaun Watson, if if the Lions got this much for Goff, like, no, it doesn't, that doesn't work like that. They had a Yeah, it was more like the with, Osweiler trade. Remember when, exactly. when the Browns traded for Osweiler and got a pick too for it, second yeah. rounder? But I looked at it, and you and I and, and House, and we've played fantasy forever, and we know Matthew Stafford is a great fourth-quarter uh, quarterback, stats-wise, right? Like, you know, I, I, he'll be down three touchdowns. And I'm like, is this just in my head, or is this a real thing? And it's like, no, it's a real thing. He's like top three in the league over the last four years in fourth quarter yards and has a record like eight games under 500 or nine games under in that time. So... Does that mean, you know, he's a garbage time quarterback? Yes, maybe, but he's probably going to do well in this McVay offense. I, it's going to be hard for him not to succeed, I think. What do you think, House? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, McVay has been um, chopping at the bit to start getting vertical. He he imagines a, a, a vertical passing game, and that is Matthew Stafford's strength. Now, it could be like what just, Sal just said, it looks like a strength to us because he's just throwing the ball down the field in the fourth quarter repeatedly and defenses are in whatever schemes they are in that are permitting Detroit to move the ball that way. So maybe it's a little bit of a false uh, uh, conviction with, with Stafford, but I think this analytics support him being really accurate, throwing the ball down the field. The Rams have receivers that can get open um, going down the field. Yes, And, you know, I think uh, McVay's ready to, to step on the pedal a little bit. Yeah. I think I would like it more if Stafford was 30 instead of 33. Mm -hmm. He was trying to like think of like yeah. Carson Palmer is a good example, right? Of somebody who we'd kind of given up on as an elite quarterback. And then he went to Arizona and he had that kind of rekindled his career and they beat green Bay in the playoff game, all that stuff. For the most part though, I just felt like he was in that class with like maybe Phil rivers a year ago. Um, is he better than David Carr? I guess maybe like slightly, but is he an impact QB that I'm terrified of? I'm terrified to bet against. Like, not really. I think McVeigh's more thinking like McVeigh just completely quit on Goff. Yeah, he, definitely he, better we than knew, David Carr. 
I think well, he's, he's also better than Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek and David. Oh, da- Derek. I called David. Oh, man. I'm Simmons really had to do it. I meant Derek Carr. Simmons met his quota. He's done that uh, 73 times. This I'll never get that one right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think with McVeigh, it, it was clear he gave up on Goff in, when the, the game where he started Wolford and Aikman. Yeah laid out that whole thing about, well, you know, I think McVeigh was really disappointed and it was clearly coming from McVeigh. So at that point you're like, oh, McVeigh's done with this guy. I, I, the reason I bring it up is it swung the Rams odds to the third best odds for next year's Super Bowl. They're 10 to one. Wow. I thought that was a little extreme. Like they already don't have a first round pick for this draft. Now they're going to lose their next two. That's a whole different discussion, but I, I think it's gonna be hard for them to improve the team they have. It's basically last year's team with Stafford. And then some cosmetic stuff. Yeah, anyway. Cam Akers a little bit. Let me just say this. If Matthew Stafford's wife had a problem uh, wearing a mask in Detroit, oh, she's in, <laughs> she's in trouble coming here. Yeah. House, they run these they run these ads for the Chargers. Um, the, These local ads, have you seen it, Sal? We're about the no. stadium trying to get people to buy season tickets. Not yet. No, I haven't seen and it. And it's like all these sound bites of Al Michaels being like, this is the best stadium I've been in, all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> Chargers football. Get it now. <laughs> and I was thinking like, I was like, with the Rams, it's not like they needed Stafford to kick right, the Chargers right. to the curb. Uh, all right. Super Bowl props. Um, Sal, what's your favorite one right now? A week, a week before the game. What's favorite the one you're one? the most excited about? Yeah, oh. your single favorite one. Okay, let me look. Uh, I'll tell you what. I got a, I got a good one here. Will and Fandles getting, getting frisky. I like this. Will any kick hit an upright? Not a crossbar, but an upright plus four fifty. You got Suck Up, who missed four extra points in the last seven games. You got Butker, missed a field goal, missed an extra point in the playoffs. You could watch this with your eyes closed, Simmons and House, and just like listen for the doing, and you'll get it. Plus, how many uprights did were hit or in the playoffs? At least four, right? There were probably three or four, right? Yeah. Well, so. Justin Tucker hit two. Yeah, that's right. But there were a couple game. other ones. One went through. Another one bounced back, but yeah, it, it does feel like that's something that's happened. I like. I was that. looking at the missed Good. field goal stuff too. Wasn't it like uh, what what was the odds that just anybody was going to miss a field goal? It was it was uh plus two sixty? I think. Let me see. Uh, let's see. I marked that one down because because of the Bucker field goal thing, and then suck up who actually was doing pretty well lately. But um, yeah, no miss field goal in the game is plus one twenty five. That that it happens, and then Butker to miss one is plus two sixty, and suck up that's to miss is. one is plus okay. two fifty. Yeah. Mm. So you like the kickers? House. What's your single favorite prop? I like the the. Uh, quarterback scoring touchdowns. I like Mahomes and Brady both to score. I'm going to bet uh, on both of them to score touchdowns. I saw Mahomes available at plus 333 and Brady at plus 450. Um, and I just, you know, this is uh, really a very square bet based on what I want to see, what my mind's eye imagines out of those guys. I honestly think both of them are worth a tiny taste. I haven't don't have the odds in front of me for first touchdown. Like the Brady falling over the goal line. Uh, on the first drive of the game for Tampa, that mm-hmm. that just you know I've, we've seen it. It feels like five hundred times. So I'll look up the Brady first touchdown, but it, and anytime touchdown at plus four fifty, that just feels like value. I just see him falling over the goal line at least once, and Mahomes, you know, taking and running it into the end zone from like the six yard line. That one too. I just like both of those. Uh, again, very square, but I'm into it. Well, while we're at it, and on that, and you must like this then, House, the uh, Brady over a half a yard rushing. 
Simmons, you like that, right? Pokes it. That that's a quarterback sneak on. Third it feels and one like or every big one. game he's ever played in. There's been a fourth and one, half a yard. Yeah, come on. But is so how sacks how, count against that? No, the sacks don't. But the dumb kneel downs at the end of the oh, game. The that, that's, that's the worst. Mahomes killed everybody last year with that. So, House, you think both guys, both quarterbacks, physically bring the ball into the end zone? I'm going to bet on it because I okay. like the odds. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. It's not a prediction. It's just I like the odds of it, and it fits my square mind's eye of, of what's going to happen in the game. All right, here's – I have two favorites so far that are pretty simple, and they're close to even odds. One is, will there be a two-point conversion attempt? Yes is plus 105. Mm-hmm. Every, every an attempt, time, just every an, playoff not, not game, successful, yeah. just an attempt. Every playoff game seems to have a two point, and may, oh, maybe yeah. that's not exactly what the stat is, but I just feel like in my mind, I'm surprised when there's not a two point. I like that one, but this one I like more. Will both teams have the lead in the first half? Yes, is plus one fifteen. The Chiefs, notorious. How many times have you have we joked about Sal sending us the Chiefs? <laughs> money line when they're down right. 10, they're down three, they're down seven. They love to start slow. Mm-hmm. Now they're, they're going to have like this makeshift offensive line. It just feels like our, could both teams have a three point lead in the first half? Yes. Plus what? One fifteen. I like that one. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm they were a- down nine, nothing last week. They took a 14, nine lead in like 10 minutes um, of time or 21, nine. They went up with, with, in 10 minutes. That's a pretty damn good one. I got, I have one that's similar that you might like. Now, this seems crazy though. Tie at half and the Chiefs win is 17 to one. Tie at half and the Bucks win is 20 to one. Bet hmm. both of those. Last year was 10 10, Kansas City, San Francisco at half. Rams, Patriots was three nothing. All these games are pretty close and low scoring in the first half. I think the Pats were 10 9 against the Giants. We're going back a little now, but there's always a bunch of games that are low scoring. Close 10 7, 10 9, 10 10. I like those are crazy odds for that. Just root for a tie in the first half and you win the bet. That's a cl- also a classic Sal bet. You're rooting <laughs> against something that's not fun. <laughs> Just for two the teams first to half. Si- two teams to have the same score. <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. House, who's more likely to throw an interception in your mind in this game? The first interception Tom out of these Brady, two QBs. Without a doubt. I mean, we just so watched that's, throw throw three in the in the second half against the 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 char, uh the you know uh so that's Packers. Th- that's minus one fifty five. I thought that was gonna be minus two hundred or higher. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. Brady to throw an interception first. The first interception. Right. Before Mahomes. Right. So he had he had zero in the first two games, and then he had three last game. And Mahomes should have had a couple, but uh, yeah, it's a, that's such a tough and one. He, he had two against balls. the Chiefs when they played in Week Twelve, right? Right. You just how many times with Brady? Like, oh, that should have been a pick six, and then he, he like completes right. his next four. The guy dropped it. Yeah. yeah. What else? Say any other ones you love, Sal? Um, yeah, I like either team to score on the opening drive. No plus one fifteen for the last five. This goes to my whole low scoring thing for the last five. Um, went uh, the the neither team scored uh, a touchdown on the opening drive. The Pats gave one up to Atlanta. Otherwise, five years it would have cashed. Uh, I love that. You one know, wait, sure. hold on, hold that thought. Because on yeah. top of what you just said, because I mm-hmm. agree that's a good one. There's gonna be weird energy at this game. How many people are gonna be at this game? What What do they say the actual 22? audience? Twenty two, eighty five thousand. No, no, it's like twenty two. 
People are going to come out and it's like the Super Bowl and, and it's going to be like this muted kind of energy. Plus the Super Bowl always starts weird anyway. It, it, guys are always hyped up and it's always choppy for yeah. what a half hour. So they, uh, you might be onto something with that. Well, yeah, I, I, like I, I want to um, jump on. I love that uh, uh, offering that, that Sal just described with, with the tie and then we, each team wins. Those odds are, are fantastic. The follow on that I like to that is more points scored in the second half. Uh, slash overtime, and you can get near even odds at minus one and a half. You only have to pay one ten. Really? So you know the second half over overtime version of this. The uh, uh, second half has has um, been the higher scoring side in seventeen of the past twenty two Super Bowls. Mm, so it's always great. the second half when they get revved up, and especially lately. So let's let's get this going. One that uh, jumped out at me, and the only reason I don't love it and I just like it is the Eric Fisher injury and the Chiefs offensive line is the one variable of this game I haven't solved in my head yet. But mm -hmm. what will happen first for Kansas City? Score points, minus 120, punt, minus 105. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't even know the Chiefs punter's name. It's Tommy something. We we've seen him three times in the, in the, in, in the last six weeks. Tommy um, Town Townsend, right? It's a Tommy team. Townsend. That's is what that it is. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like Tommy doesn't show up that often, and I don't <laughs> expect to see him in the first quarter. If we see him, it'll be because they went for it on fourth down, didn't get it, something like that. But the offensive line thing threw me off. But um, let's just find the the total punts prop. Both Arians and, and Andy Reid, those guys are going to go for it, you know, every given opportunity. What do you think it is, House? I got it right I, here. What do you think? I, um, five? Six and mm. a half. Oh, you'll, oh, you'll wow. go you'll go way under. You get a free one in there then. I like um, the under. Yeah. If you were going to bet on Super Bowl MVP not being Mahomes and it being Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, Hill is 14 to one. Travis Kelsey is 15 to one. Which of those two would you pick? Sal? That's such a tough one. I mean, I'm partial to Kelsey only because he seems to go over his reception allotment, like in the second quarter, like, what mm. was it last week? It was seven and a half. It was crazy. He had it by the second quarter, like six minutes left or something. He ended up with 13. Um, but you know, Hill could break one. I don't think I, I gotta say, I, so Brady's two to one. Mahomes is minus one Oh five. You're getting 60 cents on each guy versus what you would get on the money line if you took their respective teams. Um, I don't think it's an offensive player unless it's a quarterback. I mean, of course, it could be Kelsey or Hill, but I'd rather go with a defensive guy like JPP at 100 to 1 or Shaq Barrett at 50 or Ooh. Chris Jones at 100 to 1. So, um, sure, it's nice, Kelsey and Hill, you break away well, can, from the two quarterbacks, but I just don't see it happening. Can we talk it out for a second? Let's do it. What did Kelsey's stats have to look like for him to win the MVP house? The 11 exact, the 11 catches. Just, yes. The game he just had last week. 11, that, 11 for 170 and two touchdowns. At I least two. Maybe, maybe three. Does he need uh, to get three touchdowns? I think so. For MVP. I think he does too. I think Mahomes wins MVP of last game of the game against the Bills. I don't know so who for, would win it against. You take that Tampa Green Bay game. I don't know. Does does Brady get the MVP with three interceptions? That may be a different story, but yeah, you might be right. So I Mike guess the Pettin roadmap won that. Mike Pettin won MVP of that game. That's true. The roadmap for Hill would be two long touchdowns. Yeah, that only he could score. Yeah, where he finishes catch ones. Maybe yeah. an end end around too, maybe or yeah. something, something like, like that. Like a sixty-two yard touchdown run, but then he also goes seven for one thirty, and he has like a fifty-eight yard touchdown, and right. it's like the Tyree kill game.
Right. I, I do think it is conceivable um, one of those guys could win. So, Sal, your favorite, you like for the odds, you like JPP, you like a defensive guy. Yeah, I think some defensive guy who could get lucky on a tip pass or something and add to it three sacks. And it would have to be a game like it was Rams-Patriots, right, where just no one scored and it was inexplicable why we didn't see any points by half and really by the end of the game. Um, but otherwise, I think that one of the quarterbacks gets it. It's four to seven. They've been a little more dodgy with it. Only four of the last seven Super Bowls have gone to a quarterback. It, it years passed. It, it was almost always a quarterback. Um, House, who would you bet if you could make one MVP bet? It would be Kelsey. Also, uh, okay. I mean, non non quarterback, right? That's what you're asking me. Yeah, right. yeah. I think <laughs> so. To to pick up on the question that you kind of posed, which is you're trying to still sort out what Eric Fisher's injury is going to portend. The game script that I'm imagining for Kansas City, and this is just my you know thesis a week out, is something akin to, to the kind of offense that Kansas City was running at the beginning of the season, which is like a ball control offense, a lot of short passes, and and you know um, letting Kelsey and Tyree kill try and make plays out out of nothing, uh, uh, you know passes to to the running backs out of the backfield kind of stuff, um, which means to be translates to a lot of attempts for Mahomes, a lot of completions for Mahomes, but um, you know Kelsey is the safety valve in that kind of construct, and so mm -hmm. I like all the overs for Kelsey and all the overs for Tyreek Hill. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, a special guest. Uh oh. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game, and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're, just, you're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside, do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. All right, we have a special guest joining one second, but Sal right now is going to do the Gary Russell Memorial Super Bowl prop. The story of this goes back to the late 2000s. Sal picks an obscure player, gets very excited about it, does does a bet on them, has mm -hmm. a whole chapter in his book, which you should go by, yes. explaining how this led to a marriage one year. Uh, there's all kinds of backstories. Uh, the yeah, best we've one not, is probably we've not heard from the couple since, so I got to, I have to assume they they split. But we have a better percentage of uh, uniting uh, men and women than the Bachelor franchise does. I think we got someone married. 
That's true. I think yeah. we, we, the odds of us uniting a couple versus The Bachelor, a show <laughs> designed to unite couples, uh, somehow we're in the running against right. them. I think they probably had five marriages and we have one. Yeah. So, um, I think what what did we say the best one ever was Henry Hern- uh, Henry Hernaski. Henry Hernaski was a fullback for the Giants. He did something nice. Who was the it was a captain? Who's the guy on the the Panthers one? Uh, not Captain Summerlin. It was somebody I can't even remember that. We got but Gary Russell was the one I went against. I said he will not score a touchdown for some reason. It was minus one fifty is the second string Steelers and back. And not only did he score a touchdown, he scored the first touchdown and got like three carries by the goal line before he actually scored this. It was a terrible, terrible bet, but it brought two, a man and a woman laughed uh, simultaneously at a party. And then they talked about what they were laughing um, in regards to, and uh, it ended up being my pick on your, on your podcast. <laughs> and they uh, subsequently got married, but I, I pick an what obscure player. I pick an obscure player every year, someone you're not looking towards in well, the wait, props. Before you do this, we're going to bring in our special guest who oh, can hear the Gary Russell podcast. Here? Who is it? Let's see who it is. <laughs> Oh no, Harry! <laughs> <laughs> Is it's, that Harry? It's your against guys? all odds co-host, Harry. What's up? What's up? Yeah, so, he was available. I don't know how we booked him. Um, you got him on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad his clothes are on. <laughs> Harry, yeah, Harry, you joined just in time for Sal. To, Sal's going to give his Gary Russell Memorial uh, Wait, Super Bowl I, prop. Before he gets well, it, I want to gamble on this, Simmons. What do you give me if I guess it correctly? There's no I'm way you got it. I'm going to text it to you right now. I'm texting Simmons right now. Oh. Me to Simmons. What are you going to give me if I get it right? I'll send you some. Go- I'll send you some gold belly. How do you mean <laughs> it's not? He Sal's not taking the Chiefs plus like thirteen and a half. Stop That's it, not the have- Harry. Do me a favor. Keep keep, keep your fo- keep your thumb in front of the camera part of the phone for the duration of this interview. <laughs> I think it's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Now he's got two thumbs. Right, I just send it to Simmons. You never get it. You'll never get it. All Let's right. hear it, Sal. The Gary Russell Memorial prop. Here we go. Kyle, hit a drum roll or have the rabbits play the drums or something. We could do this. <laughs> yeah, bang the rabbits' heads together, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> My Gary Russell Memorial prop for Super Bowl 55 is Ricky Seals Jones to have the last reception for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my God. 25 year old Ricky Seals Jones out of Texas AM. Now, does he have a reception for the Chiefs this year? No. Does it matter? No. He played 11% of the snaps last week at 70 to 1 odds. This is a winner. You may get Henny in there. You may get it at the end of the game. You got Ricky Seals-Jones only has to make the last reception for Kansas City, and I love it. He's going to get it. Hasn't had a target in the two last two games, but it's coming this week, and it's coming at a price for FanDuel, 70 to 1. All right, so let's wow. let's talk about this. So you're saying it's like Chiefs 38, 23, two yeah. minutes left. Henny's already in the game. Gatorade has been dumped. It's like third and 17, and they throw to Ricky Seals Jones. Drops so back how, to pass. How many would they have to be up? 15 uh, or more? Yeah, probably something like that. He's in trouble for some reason. He's maybe even dropping back to take a knee, but he, he flings it out there, gets tipped. Ricky Seals Jones, RSJ. 70 to one odds. And then they kneel it and, and take it down the rest. Of wow. The I don't remember for two, two special things about this one. One, I yeah. can't remember you doing a hyphen guy before. Yeah. I like two, that about it. Yeah. Two. Um, this is the longest odds 
right? For the Gary Russell. Yeah, it's usually it's usually over under two and a half yards or something at even even amount. But Harry, you come on, Harry, you like that? Actually, I, I you know what I, you're getting a little crazy there. I like it instead of taking the big pluses. Uh, um, you know, with both the points, so that's good. Take a shot there. Why not? Yeah. House House guessed that it was going to be Anthony Sherman, so he was wrong. I don't uh, own House. <laughs> I don't well, there was, owe you gold belly. That's a yeah, good I'll, one too. I'll send you both some crab cakes from Baltimore. I like there was a, a prop out there, Anthony Sherman scoring the last touchdown for Kansas City. That's like a hundred to one. Really? He, he, I think he only has one catch this year and it was a touchdown, but he's a white fullback. So I was I thought you were all over that. I usually <laughs> do that. Yeah, I usually have that. I, I, I've run the course of the white fullbacks. They've let me down the last couple of years. I was gonna say the scouting report on Sal is white fullback. He, he just gravitates there. And maybe <laughs> maybe it's good he's zagged. Yeah. Uh, Harry, what's your favorite Super Bowl prop? We're a week Bill, away. Well, for you, Bill, why not? Why not go this route? Let's go Gronk at plus two twenty-five anytime touchdown. Look, he's only caught two catches all playoffs, but he's got three lifetime touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and he had his best game of the season at home against the Chiefs when he had seven catches for over hundred yards, eighteen yards a catch that day. So why not take a shot at Gronk, who's got, like I said, three lifetime Super Bowl touchdowns? So I was thinking about that because remember in the Browns-Chiefs game, I was looking mm -hmm. at those Gronk odds. Najoku, who we've all had on our fantasy team and waved, right. got wide open twice for like 20 yards and 25 yards. There was nobody around him, and it just seemed like, oh, my God, is he going to have 170 mm -hmm. yards? Mm -hmm. So it's either Gronk or Brait. So you don't think Brait. Because Brait, Brait was way more involved than I expected in these playoffs. House House just made a gesture with Brait. You like you like Brait? Oh, I'm I'm playing Brait, but you can do both. I mean, Brait's in there for an anytime touchdown and and a first touchdown. I like his first touchdown odds even better. Um, I think they're like in the 400s, plus 450 or something for. You first know, it's touchdown. funny. I was looking at those two guys too, and Gronk to make to get a reception before Brait is plus 130, and I just think out of familiarity. Tom will be like, all right, let's get the kinks out. I know Gronk can get open for me for a seven yard, you know, break, whatever. I don't know what packages they they plan on running early on, but Gronk plus one thirty before break to make a reception is uh, is pretty good. Harry, did they have one where it's Gronk scores a TD and the Bucks win? Have those come out yet? Because I always I enjoy those. Sal, 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 you've seen that on uh, Fanduel yet, or? I'm not. They usually, a, that's usually a, like two days before yeah. the game. Yeah, they put yeah. Those I think up. they're waiting on that. They they put that up at the same time. Phil Mickelson's waste management fourth round score <laughs> against like Clyde Edwards and Larry Yards. That's yeah. gonna house, be a great. House, I'm you, on that. House, can you score me tickets this weekend? <laughs> Look, you're you're already in Arizona. What do you need tickets for? They're letting people in. Eight thousand people a day, Harry. Sold out, buddy. Sold out. Of course. If Harry can't, if Harry can't score tickets to the waste management open, then just forget it. It's <laughs> What's going on in this world? Well, I, I, Rory's here for the first time ever. It's going to be great. I mean, I, you know, I'm rooting for the best for everybody. Let's let's um, hope the COVID decides to tap the brakes on Simmons, Arizona for a week. Hal Simmons. Speaking of waste management, did you know that oftentimes that. Um, our friend Ken, who uh, owns the house that Harry lives in, won't let Harry go number two in the house because the, the plumbing is questionable there. So he makes him go around the corner. Oh, we lost Harry. He makes him go around the corner <laughs> to the police station and uh, and empty what? his bowels. Yes. He doesn't get to go to the bathroom in his own so you, house? You understand no, this get was a huge story two weeks ago here in Washington, D.C. because the Trumps wouldn't let Jared and, and Ivanka 
would not let the Secret Service really? do number two in their in their house. And so the the where Jared and Ivanka live is like a half block away from the Obama's house. And they were going to the Obama's house and using a basement bathroom down there. That's except not true. For they had to stop doing it because one of those Secret Service people that came over from the Trump's house left such a mess. They called it an unpleasant mess. What? They got kicked out of the Obama's house and they had to start going <laughs> to Pence's house to do the number twos. This is a real story. I'm going to send it to you. The headline will be unpleasant mess. What are they, like three houses within four miles? Why does it have to be either Pence or Obama's house? I don't know See, what to tell you. This is why you can't name a golf tournament the Waste Management Open because yeah, it leads to stories about clogged bathrooms <laughs> and different houses and all this stuff. Well, somehow you started telling that story and Harry just did this. That was it. He had to go to the bathroom. He ran. I want to. Speaking of going to the bathroom, I want to clean up. I mentioned the Brait odds. I got them wrong. It's Brait plus three fifty for an anytime touchdown and twenty two to one for first touchdown of the game, which might be worth a taste. He's sorry, he's no Ricky Seals Jones, but you might you might want to go after. <laughs> Sal, what else do you have for favorite um, props? All right. Uh, well, before we get to the weird ones, uh, by the way, this is the first time I saw on on Fanduel. I saw you can call you could call the coin toss correctly. You could bet who will call, call the coin toss correctly and heads or tails. So I could bet tails and the Chiefs get the toss wrong. I'm trying to figure out how to parlay this. You pay more vig for some reason on the heads or tails than you do on which I, I just never seen that. Will they call it correctly? But anyway, that's one um, shortest touchdown under one and a half yards Four of the last five have cashed mm. one and a half. So many like different scenarios, one. pass interference. They put them at the one, you know, you pay the hefty vig there. One ninety for that fourth down conversion. You would think you would think the yes is the way to go. And it's minus four thirty, but the yes is only hit three out of the last eight years. And you get three to one odds for the no. I know you don't want to do it with Mahomes and, and Brady as good as he is on the sneak, but three to one odds for the no is uh is pretty damn good, I think. And yeah, then, but you've, um, you've been studying this for years. Yeah. That the no is way better for the props because the no people for everything. always gravitate toward over and yes. Right. And they never want people to do like under me. or no. Yeah. Right. The squares like house. The unders and the no's are always the way to go with this stuff. Exactly. It's just no fun. Like you said, it's no fun betting against the player, right? You see player catch a 12-yard, make a 12-yard reception. Like, oh, no, that's put it. But, yeah, if you want to make money, the under is the way to go. They juice up those odds to go over. I am going to be carefully waiting for the Kelsey and Chiefs win prop because that's usually plus 190, two mm -hmm. to one. It's somewhere in there. And uh, I bet they they knock that down. It'll probably be like plus one fifty, plus one sixty this time around. Anytime but touchdown and the Chiefs wins. I just feel like it? if the Chiefs yeah. win, Kelsey's scoring. And you know, we talked about it last week on the pod, Sal. The 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 chemistry between Mahomes and Kelsey is just on a whole other level at this point. It's like watching, it's like watching uh, basketball players. Yeah, where they they're just so attuned. And if Kelsey's healthy. It seems impossible that he's not going to get seven for a hundred plus and whatever else. Now the bucks are going to be able to throw Devin white at him. Right. Um, but I'm still not sure with the, with the speed that they have and all that stuff that that's even going to matter house. What else do you have for props? I'm looking at FanDuel. I like these kind of discreet things where they pair up guys. So I'm looking at the, the running back first pass catcher 
And both of these have Leonard Fournette as a, as a heavy favorite. He's minus 410 as a who will catch a which running back is going to catch a, a pass first, Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones? Fournette mm. is minus 410. Jones is plus 290. Mm. Okay, I get that. That That's fine. But I like this one right below it even better. Fournette against Daryl Williams. Now, Fournette is minus 240. Williams is plus 185. I like that Daryl Williams play because if Kansas City wins the coin toss and they start matriculating the ball down the field a little bit, why can't Daryl Williams catch? If my thesis is that they're going to play a little ball control at Kansas City and they want to you know, make sure all kinds of guys touch the ball and they're going to do these short dumps, why can't Daryl Williams catch one for four yards and yeah. boom, I'm a winner, plus 185. I like that. Not bad. Not bad at all. What else do you got, Sal? I have, uh, well... I'm going to give my pick here. I'm going to right. I'm going to give the final score because you can get 130 to 1 odds. You can get 100 to 1 odds on the, if I correctly pick the score and that is 27-23 and the team with 27 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucs win 27-23, a good deal under the total which is 56 and a half, about a half a dozen points under 100 to 1 odds. You want to go 27-24? All right, I think Butker misses the extra point. But you want to go 27-24? That's 130 to 1 odds. Um that's my pick right there and I don't think they move it off of 3. I really think it stays at 3. I think you're going to have, in addition to like the sharp money, which has been Tampa the last few weeks, they don't want to move that to three and a half because people will pound that. Not just the sharp players, but I think you have like millionaires, multi-multi-millionaires who don't know anything about football who are going to want to put money on Tom Brady, like Simmons, uh, for instance. No, uh, he knows something about football. (laughs) But uh, I I still think that we've already seen like a million-dollar bet on Tampa Bay and uh, I think that continues. I, I'd be surprised if they moved that off three. So you're saying the case for Tampa, 20, a 27-23, the yeah. defensive line does some stuff. For sure. Chiefs can't hold them off. It's a little like what we saw last week, um, but even worse for the Chiefs. They just mm-hmm. can't. Mahomes is still pulling a couple plays out of his ass, but for the most part, they're just having a hard time protecting him. And then the on the other side, the Bucks hit a couple big ones. They're able to control the clock no turnovers and they pull out a close one. Yeah. I think there's a lot of recency bias here really with last week's game against the bills, right? Um, Chief scored 22 against the Browns 21. All right. Week 17. They didn't start anyone 17 against the Falcons 32 against the saints and 30, but I mean, they've had that 22 against the Broncos 27 against the bucks. You know, they're not an automatic 40 pointer there, right? Like we, we, we fell in love with their offense once again last week, but let's go back a little. It hasn't been consistent. And like you said, with two linemen missing and a really fast, uh, Tampa Bay, you got Vita Vea in there. You got, um, you know, Winfield's probably coming back. We don't know yet, but they are quick. Uh, linebackers are quick. JPP is playing at a high level. I think they could stop them and stop them four times. All right. By that logic house, why not do. Tampa money line with the under 56 and a half at plus 326. Mm. I'm gonna. I mean, that's an absolute lock for me. I sidewise, and I haven't gotten uh all the way into this. I'm gonna do the uh Friday pod with Warren Sharp and I'll have a, an opinion by then. My lean right now on you know a week out is is still Kansas City, and I want to see based on what Sal's describing, um, all that Tampa money, what that does to the Kansas City money line, because that's that's what I'm kind of interested in. Right. I think there's some probably some value there. Um, 
but uh, if if it absolutely makes sense as a as a just regular old hedge to do Tampa and the under, and I think that's a, a very sensible play at those great odds. Plus three twenty six is awesome. Have you guys figured out what your record is betting on or against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? I, I will give give this as a caveat before anyone jumps on my Tampa Bay pick. I think I'm two and seven betting the Brady Super Bowl, maybe three and six, but probably wow. two and seven. I'm really, I mean, I lost Seattle. I lost the I lost the Atlanta games, which that's atrocious that I would lose those two games. But even the ones where they were favored by three and a half and they only won by three, right? Carolina and Philly. Like I I, I didn't get any of those right. I got the Rams one right. But what do you got? You're too close to it, Simmons. So you couldn't really remember well, what your record is. I definitely is. the the problem with the Pats Super Bowls is that they won a few but didn't cover them. Right. So I definitely won the first one. Harry's oh back. Oh my god! I I think Harry's <laughs> Harry's in uh, Harry's down in the Obama basement. What is this? <laughs> he got to use the bathroom. <laughs> what is this? Is there a cop behind you, Harry? Now he's in the car. We're treating <laughs> Harry in his car. I didn't even know he had a car. Oh, that was great. That, that was good. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, one of the problems with betting the Pats is the Seattle one. Obviously, they won that one. Yeah. Um, the Atlanta one that came from behind, I remember winning big on that, but they had a couple other ones. Like the Giants one was a catastrophe. That was the reverse of the Rams game. So I'm probably in the middle. Where are you, House? I think I'm in the same place because I, the only time I can recall betting against uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl was that Philly game. And that's yeah. because that number just ended in that weird place. What was it, five or something like that? And yeah. I just felt like it was going to be, you know, a one score game. That's the only time I can recall picking against but i've cashed big so many i loved that rams game i loved uh the the patriots um laying the points and the under in that game so that was a huge one for me and the one that i feel i feel uh bad about bringing this up because it would really hurt sal but mm. that atlanta game really um was big for me as well wow uh i'm I, sorry I, the worst part is i was getting three and a half so even the improbable 28-3 comeback if they win by three and overtime i'm fine but they won by three and a half i'm sorry guys i missed like the last minute of what you were saying i'm freaking i'm dizzy from harry trying to get on here he's in a like a parking <laughs> lot in his harry. car he, he he flipped the phone I, this is what simmons i'm starting a, a podcast network and harry is my main guy this is he's my ryan Rosillo, joe house this is what i have to deal with he can't even figure out how to He's still screwing with the camera here. This it looks like a Netflix unsolved mystery show where they're showing <laughs> satellite footage before the murder happens. Where it's like Harry was seen moving a camera around. I had a pull of Brad moment. Pull of Brad. Okay. I don't we don't even know what that Brad means. Brad doesn't have a car. Come on. Harry, we have we have two minutes left with you before our next guest. Sal just said he likes Bucks 27-23. What were the odds for that, Sal? Hundred to one. What do you what are your thoughts on the Bucks actually winning and the game going under, which would be plus three twenty six if you like bet it. that? I know it went under the first time. I think maybe in this type of game we want to see more points. We want to see Brady Mahomes light it up. I'm thinking maybe the Bucks seem to be their number seems to be like thirty one. I'm thinking like thirty one twenty nine Bucks the game Bucks win money line and it goes over. Oh, mm. shut up, Harry. Well, before Harry goes, we have yeah. to praise him for, I think, the greatest gambling call of 2020. Oh, yeah. When it became clear that the, that Brady might get traded, mm -hmm. Harry came on against all odds back when it was on the ringer mm -hmm. and said, and was adamant, these are the best odds. What were they, Harry? Like 60 to 1, 75 60 to 1? 60 to 1 was the most I saw. And made this whole case 
he goes there, they have these weapons. Mm-hmm. The NFC's wide open. They could go the in there and win a win. Laid it out. It was it was one of the most jealous I've been of anyone's take in 2020. It was <laughs> You're really good. Jealous and of I Harry. think I ended up just stealing it and pretending I didn't hear about it. No, I <laughs> would never just- do that to you, Harry. Bill, it's um, been great, too, in terms of what they did in the, uh, like, week four when they went out and got Fournette after he had the issues with Jacksonville. He's been fantastic in the playoffs. He scored every single game so far. He's scored seven TDs in his last eight. And I think you can get him at plus 130 to score an anytime touchdown again. Why not? Especially when with Jones, I don't think he's actually 100% yet. He looks okay. But Fournette to score. He's a scoring machine right now, and he's the workhorse in the backfield for the Bucks. See, this is what so, I mean. Simmons is uh, trying to compliment you on pick, making a 60 to 1 score, and you're talking about freaking Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah, look, like, TB to listen, TB. The only was the we big have thing. to make sure that doesn't continue to think that Brady to the Bucks was his call was Colin Coward. It was my call, <laughs> not right. Coward's. Coward's was way after me. <laughs> that is true. It is true. We even ran like a ringer breakout from it, and I, maybe it that's what Coward saw. Um, listen, if the Bucks win the Super Bowl, it's one of the best calls ever. Harry, Harry was. I don't remember. Not only it. just throwing it out there. No, it's how you made. You're a little jealous. I'll it. go I'm back gonna, and listen, but Sal, I don't remember. We bet it. But Sal also knows I don't have a dime on it either. That's yeah. Saying, Harry, did you bet That's it? Did you bet no. that that Brady? No, I didn't to, bet it. Simmons, did you bet it? I did not bet it. I was no. just jealous of it. And somehow Sal, I didn't bet it. Did you bet it? No, no. Harry God gave it. Damn out. it, Jesus! <laughs> what are we Harry, doing? We have to let you go. We have another guest coming on. It was great to see you, buddy. Okay, guys. Thanks. Uh, we're taking a break. And then a real surprise guest is next. Oh, wow. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day of work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all-new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that. Made with high-quality ingredients like seasoned slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, Shredded purple cabbage and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right. Our next special guest, we can't call him our agent anymore because he's suddenly now (laughs) just our manager. Uh, James Baby Doll Dixon. House is still here. (laughs) Sal is still here. The best part of uh, booking Dixon was explaining to him how he needed to have headphones and how they needed to be connected. <laughs> so our audio didn't bleed into his. It was like I was explaining some sort of UFO landing to him. <laughs> his daughter got involved. He's wearing AirPods. Baby doll, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's great to be here, Sally. You surprised? I still don't believe it's you. Is that Leonard Fournette? I mean, look at look at the tan he's got. And, and, and it's, not, it's not even February yet. My God. <laughs> uh, no, it is baby doll. I know what I yeah, know I it's, see. Uh, Hey, here's my dust. Oh, here's my puppy. Oh, good. There's one of More my puppies. There we hey, go. So, baby doll, you're now a manager. Yes, yeah. I am. So, it, so did was there paperwork that was filed? That how, how did you pull that off? Because for years you yes. were a high powered agent, but now you're a manager. No, I've had Dixon talent for 20 years, and I've been a manager ever since. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> You're mentioned on this podcast uh, fairly frequently. Does yeah. it get back to you? Because you pretend you yes, listen to does. our podcast, but you, we know you actually don't. I actually don't, but <laughs> almost every time it gets back to me from someone. <laughs> What's the most inaccurate thing you've heard us say? <laughs> Sadly, almost everything you say has at least a kernel of truth to it. So um, <laughs> it's hard to say. It really is. 
Hey, let's I'm talk no about Patrick Reed. You know no, what I'm saying? We we were we were just bemoaning that how he won. Yeah. We hate when he wins. We uh, we had uh I had Shafle and uh Finau and they came in second. They tied for second. Those guys. But yeah, baby, let me ask you guys something. Yeah. Will Finau ever win another golf tournament for the rest of his career? Who cares? This is I football. mean. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to bet him every week because that's what I do. But I have an important question, baby. Yes, where sir. where are you dial in, dialing in from? Because I have to tell you, we just had a long conversation about bathrooms and where, <laughs> you know, what where, where are your people are allowed. And I'm looking at the wallpaper behind you and the, the window uh, dressing. It oh, really yes. does have a certain vibe, baby. Uh, this is my office in my Florida house. It is, uh, <laughs> I can give you a little, maybe I can give you a quick little tour oh, of this. <laughs> Be great. It'd be great for the listeners. I'm sure there's, there's a commode in there. That's all. Yeah, this is an audio podcast, baby. This is my uh, my built-ins. I got my TV what? and my <laughs> Why fireplace. Why is there anything in the built-ins? I don't understand. Look at that. Do you well, need some pictures? You know what? I just, uh, I do have some golf memorabilia. You can oh, yeah. See. The, oh, I bought you that book, I think, right? I don't know. I got a, yes, you did, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I got uh, some Coca-Cola stuff. Cause nice. So, Baby, this is sad. Honestly, this is it looks like you're it looks like you I got moved into somebody's house and just know you're there. It's an Airbnb and he brought one book. This place uh a year and a half ago. We're still furnishing it, but uh nice Simmons. Uh, Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah, totally hypothetical. What do you think of someone who um has smoked two packs of cigarettes a day for the last 30 years, skipping the vaccine line because he's high risk? Is that what happened? Well, no, it's hypothetical. Well, by, by the way, I see, just to get back to you, there's a perfect example, Bill, of to answer your question. On a previous podcast, you said that I was really trying to skip the line and get to the head of the class because, as Sal said, I smoke seven packs a day. Well, because you're high which, risk. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I really didn't make much of an effort. Uh, I made a feeble attempt. <laughs> But yeah, right. I, I, Never I made a feeble attempt at anything. Did Did you get it? <laughs> no, not yet. I don't no. believe it. I don't believe you. I don't. You're in Florida. Well, you didn't get it. You have to be 65 here and uh, <laughs> and a resident. Here's, But I am. Look at here. He's trying <laughs> to get it through a cigarette. Wow. I got. No, I'm not allowed to smoke in the house, of course. But this is one of my. Uh, how do I show it's one of my e-cigarettes oh, very for inside. Pretty, pretty color. Baby, yeah. we, we want to talk golf with you, but I do have a bachelor question. You <laughs> yes, have sir. an incredible connection with the current bachelor, Matt James, who is now one yes, of the I famous do. people week to week online and uh is a beloved bachelor so far. The season hasn't been good, but I think people like him. Um yes. how involved were you in this season? How did he did he ask you for counsel? Before he joined the yes. show, like what? Give, give us the whole oh, backstory. Oh God, yes. Um, <laughs> I'll give you the whole backstory in a minute and a half or less. How's that? So Matt is very close. Well, Matt is very close friends with my my daughter's boyfriend and my daughter from Wake Forest University, and I knew Matt from his freshman year forward. He's now I think twenty nine, and uh, minute fifteen. Hurry. He's just a wonderful, wonderful young man. He really is. He's just a great, great kid. And um, 
he's we semi adopted him. He would come to our holidays and things like that. And, and uh, he's he's very close friends with a guy named Tyler Tyler Cameron, who was a runner up in the Bachelorette a few seasons ago. Big heartthrob. And they, and they, yeah, he's very handsome, great great guy also. And people started noticing Matt because they were always hanging out. And through that, Matt got on The Bachelorette. He was supposed to be on the season with Claire. And I had a couple of conversations with our good friend Rob Mills, senior vice president programming at ABC. You got him, Matt. And job. I said, to, <laughs> almost, <Mills>. kind of. <laughs> okay. Rob, did I? You owe me 10%, Rob. <laughs> um, he, he, I said, what, you know, Rob, have you ever had a black bachelor? He said, no. I said, well, you're wasting this kid, Matt James, as a bachelorette. You should make him the bachelor. Mm -hmm. And you know what Rob said? I've, I've had my eye on this guy for the bachelorette. I was hoping he would progress to the end. Uh, but that's an even better idea. And one thing led to another, and they named him the bachelor. And yes, I gave him counsel. In fact, <laughs> on Wednesday night of this past week, Matt was sitting on my patio for about four hours he's down in jupiter well baby that was riveting That's they really the should they should let you do the bachelor I, promos that was something before else. we move away <laughs> did he tell you how many of these girls he's had sex with so far no he didn't tell me that's the only question that i care about Baby, did I how say are... I didn't ask House? I asked, but he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> the problem with Matt is he's too good a guy. He kind of ruined it, right? He's not a cheese ball like the rest. No, so he's, he's like not a, at he's all. He's like a normal guy, and it's like it's, oh, it's thrown the season totally. out of whack a little. Played wide, wide receiver at Wake Forest. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's an incredible guy. And, yeah, no, he's not like most of the past bachelors on right. a lot of levels. He, here's what I don't understand. Rob Mills, who knows you, who runs ABC's, this whole side of the thing, and he knows you have this correction, uh, connection with Matt. Yes. How were you not on <laughs> erection and, con and connection? <laughs> How did they not ha work you into one of these episodes where oh, yeah, you right, have to right, come right. in Great to question. meet like the four finalists and do the whole, you know, like, like I you're don't feeling think they out? do that. Great question. I don't, I don't know. I don't. What do you mean? They, they, they 100% do that. They bring people who are close to the bachelor or the bachelorette. That's true. And they kind of meet the people and get a feel for them. You would have been perfect. Well, you're right. And, you know, we'll have to ask our good friend Rob that. Um, mm. He, They did have his mom on. And there's another surprise coming down the pike um, that I can't say yet. But it's it's nobody. Nobody as interesting as me, of course. Oh, <laughs> Sal, do you do you one hundred percent believe Baby came up with the idea for Matt James to be the Bachelor? Or you think no? With fifty percent, no. <laughs> what percentage let's, would you put on that? Let's conference in. Let's conference in Rob Mills. No, but no, I no, baby, I believe you like thirty five percent. House, what, what percentage are you, House? I, I don't know, but if Rob Mills won't have baby, I'll have him on the golf podcast. Is that is that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a deal. Second choice. I think what's great. more likely to have happened, Simmons, is Rob Mills says, "Hey, we're looking at this guy for the Bachelor, and baby, and baby, you know him, don't you?" He's like, "Not only do I know him, he sleeps on my fucking porch, blah blah blah, <laughs> and shit like that. He would be great for the position." And I think that's probably how it went. Yeah, I think, baby, that's yeah. probably more likely than you suggesting this. So I'll put somewhere the in the middle on it, baby. Somewhere in the middle. Uh, all right, can we? <laughs> 
let's talk about the majors because the golf season began this week. Patrick Reed's already the biggest villain um, golf's had yes. in some time. And I looked at the Masters odds because this is right around the time you can get some awesome value. Mm -hmm. DJ is plus 650, and then Rory's 9 to 1, John oh, Rahm's 10 to 1. This is all on FanDuel. Uh, Beefy Bryson's 11 to 1, Justin Thomas 11 to 1, Brooks is 12 to 1. Then it dips to Shoffley 18 to 1, Reed is 27 to 1, on and on and on. Uh, Finau all the way down at 34 to 1 because I think people have given up on any yeah. chance. House, odds that jump out at you as we're less than, what are we, two months away now? Anything jumping out to you for value right now? No, none of those odds you just described. Um, have any value to them. The two guys that I like for this this coming April, uh, and they've already announced they're going to have patrons, so there will be fans on the grounds, which is nice. It'll feel a little bit more traditional. I like both Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas. Now, there's no value at all in Thomas at 11 to 1. Shoffley at 18 to 1 um, is is interesting. He's been, he just keeps playing great in these big-time tournaments at big-time Venues, so those would be the the guys uh, off that list that you read that I'm kind of interested in at this point in January. Dixon, anybody catching your eye as a, yeah, as no, a 2021 I, I, I sleeper? I agree with House. I mean, everybody thinks Shoffley's due, which he is, to win a major, and he has played Augusta quite well over the years. Uh, I did ask. I did call DJ, which was not that hard for uh, uh, the hell the did November he win? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the that November Masters. Masters, I had him, but uh, that wasn't exactly a, a giant good, leap though. the way he was playing. I like to get, I bet House agrees, I like to get a little closer to April yeah. and see who's hot because so much of it is momentum, usually. You know, who's got kind of a, you know, who's playing well at that point in, in, in the Florida swing and, uh, you know, working their way kind of up north a little bit. So I'm I'm not sure. Nobody really jumps out. Yeah, would I love to see Rory win a Masters and complete the Grand Slam? Of course I would, and he's a wonderful guy, Rory. Um, <laughs> also lives down by me and Jupiter, around the corner, I might add. I just thought I'd throw that in. But um, Thanks for that. <laughs> hey, how come no one's talking about uh, Tiger? Tiger at 31 to 1, and uh, I never even heard your uh, your take on the documentary, baby. Oh, baby. Did you watch the documentary? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Six uh, times. Baby. Pretty eye opening. I thought I knew everything about Tiger. But when, after I watched it, I realized I knew very little. Really? Um, well, relatively speaking, uh, there was a lot of stuff in there. I mean, I knew the broad strokes, but kind of the granular details of a lot of the stuff that he you know, that happened with him and through, through his rise and fall. I, I didn't have all that. I thought I really liked it. I you know it what? I well Let me ask you this. Are you, I was jealous. I imagine the, the three of you were jealous at this idea. It seems so simple that Earl Woods put him in a high chair, faced him towards the screen and watched Earl Woods shoot into, like, I, all right, well, I wouldn't have been able to do it, but don't you think I'm like, Oh my God, of course that's the way. That's the way you get kids into golf, right? Whether it's a son or a daughter, don't leave him. He's a captive audience. Don't let him leave that high chair and he's watching you and you can maybe not have the next Tiger Woods, but you're on a good, uh, good trajectory, right? No. Well, it seemed uh, like it went, it went really? beyond that. It, it seemed like he didn't let uh, young Tiger, young Eldrick do anything else in his entire life all the way to the point where, he basically authored a letter for Tiger to break up with his high school girlfriend 
because the girlfriend was was uh, delivering too much of a, of a normal life for Tiger. I also, like that. it seemed like delivering some fantastic high school sex, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's for another <laughs> conversation on another day. What do you think, Bill? I, I My theory is if you don't have the natural ability, if you're not born with that God-given gift, yes, you can get good, but you can't become a world-class golfer. Like I always say, like – I started golfing when I was like seven or eight. I could play for the next 150 years and never, you know, break 80 or whatever it is. Um, it was, in my mind, Tiger was kind of the perfect storm of all elements coming together. You'll never love another golfer more. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. I know. I'm completely infatuated. See, I, I feel was. like, I feel like he, Gave everything he could for that last Masters. Yeah. And That's did right. whatever he needed to do on and off the course. I'll leave it at that. That's um, right. And now mm -hmm. his body has passed the point of no return. And, you know, that. how many back surgeries are we up to house? Exactly. Like four how or many, five? How many can he have? Yeah, five micro dissectomies. And then now, I mean, on top of that, all the knee stuff. And, you know, we see that in basketball. Like we're seeing with Blake Griffin right now where it's just like you get operated on X amount of times, once you get into like the eight, nine, 10 range, you're just not going to be the same guy, no matter how good the equipment is. But Fandle I mean, agrees with you. But the thing, yeah, there was no doubt as we all thought, I didn't think Tiger would break Jack's major record. I thought he would shatter it to pieces. Whoa. And the fact that he probably, you know, almost, almost definitely won't break that record is uh, it's it's kind of unfathomable. Imagine the odds on that, like like ten years ago, right? If you had, what would be the odds of Tiger Break? It would have, you know, it, it, you would have lost your shirt because everyone would have taken Tiger. Well, you would have assumed if he didn't break it that something horrible happened to him, which is, yeah, I guess you're right. Kind of what happened, what but happened. I mean, like you would yes. have assumed like he got in a car, like a Ben Hogan car accident yes. or something like that. So who's yes. who's going to replace Tiger for you, baby? As Tiger fades into the senior tour phase of his career, potentially. I don't Who, know if anyone next? will ever replace Tiger. Um, Matt, Matt, the James. Matt the Bachelor. Matt, Matt James sounds like <laughs> Matt <laughs> James. <laughs> triple bogeys and all. Maybe Matt. <laughs> Today I uh, shot a 42 for nine holes at the Bears Club, which is the equivalent house of sh shooting like 37 anywhere else. I, was. I, I, I know the reputation of Bears Club. I'm waiting for the invite, baby. Where before be, before you go, who's the most famous person you've ever played golf with? Whoops. Um, that's a really good question. Let me think for a second. And it can't be like you walked by Obama at the Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, he's going to count that for sure. Is it? Oh, does well, he count that one, Sal? Yeah. No, I, I never played with Mr. Obama, but I intend to <laughs> next summer. Really? I'm already working on it. As a matter of fact, as we speak, you had someone uh, deliver you uh, good advice last week, right? You didn't play with them, but who who uh, told you about your swing? You were telling me this. Oh, Gary Player. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, no, he told he, uh, Gary Player may be like the greatest guy of all time. Not just because he talked to me <laughs> last week. He's just the most like kindest gregarious, mm. friendly guy um, you could ever meet. And that's his reputation. He's just a, a fantastic 
human being. But uh, you should you call off with House. Oh, we yeah. have never but... golf with House. Wow. But by the way, little factoid about Gary Player: he is known to be the most traveled person in the history of aviation. He's flown <laughs> more miles than any other human being on the planet. Interesting. You wow. know that? The Million Mile Club and then some. Oh, he laughed at George Clooney and up in the air. 10 million? That was nothing. <laughs> He's probably flown 20 million miles, wow. Gary Player. Baby, before you go, can you make the case to the listening public why they should buy Sal's book? Oh, my God. It's fantastic. It, it, <laughs> I love the book. Um, Sal, I'm very proud of you. All kidding Thank aside, you, buddy. Thanks. You, did a fa- you did a phenomenal job. It's a great read. You don't have to be into gambling. It's just pure entertainment. It's it's laugh out loud funny, especially my chapters, by the way, or my, <laughs> my paragraphs. Um, well, thank you should, for that. You know, you, I, I just love the book. And and by the way, thanks, you know, to Bill for, for, for helping sure. us pull it all together. It was... Um, oh, wait, I didn't know if you were going to change the story to make it seem like Sal writing the book was your idea <laughs> when I called you to suggest... That's well, right. I, tried that. I don't know if you changed I tried that. that. I'm on the Zoom. It's too right hard. Away. Yeah. It yeah. was no, his Sal, idea. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, I can make 10% of 600 bucks. Sign me up. You got to do this. <laughs> By the way, it's one of the great covers. Also, uh, yeah. I love the cover. Just looking at it. I'm, I'm at losing it right a hand to blackjack and handing my baby, baby over to the dealer. Except half I, the people I, think I do get the conceit. No, I know, I know um, you do. But some people think that I'm being handed a baby, and that that, that no, you're handing you, you right. literally, literally have lost your child. That's exactly right. That's, That's it. Right. Um, um, all right, just baby, a, just a great book. I'll let you guys go. No, no, no baby, you, you're you. staying. Oh. You're staying on because there's another special guest coming. House, we're actually letting House go. Really? What's going House. on? Here? That's fine. House, I'm, I'm done. We can hear you on Fairway Rolling this week, and we can hear you on uh, Ringer NFL Show with Sharp. Yeah, we're going to give out bad uh, golf gambling advice and, and bad football gambling advice. I can't wait. My Love you, House. Thanks, guys. <laughs> house. Yeah, way to go, Sal. Bye, House. Great to see you, baby. Back after this break with another special guest. Our next guest. Baby doll is still here. Sal is still here. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Kellison has joined us. Yes. We, yeah. have, we have discussed hey, many times on this podcast. Um, he has made more ridiculous bets than yes. uh, <laughs> anyone we know and is widely credited as the person who single-handedly drove down the odds on the safety to be scored in the Super Bowl. First score. to be 40 to 1. <laughs> yeah. He won it two years ago, a row. Now it's 10 I to 1. I won it three years in a row. Super Bowl 46, 47, and 48. Well, you you won that there would be a safety, but the there that there would be a safety would be the first score was two years. Yeah, you won yeah, it with no. Tom Brady. But He's that's big... not to mention, Dan, you, Daniel, you lost it Super Bowl 1 through 46. <laughs> that's possible. So... <laughs> that's, really possible. that's true. That's true. Well, Sal told the story in the book about you're at a Super Bowl party where your favorite team, the Patriots, were playing. <laughs> right. Brady takes a safety. And you start celebrating wildly as people wonder what first the hell is going score, on. First quarter was going to be a safety. I mean, how do you not celebrate that? I think it was 60 to one. It was crazy. Yeah. Brady finally got a call against him. It was, it was grounding in the end zone. Who would have ever yeah. thought that? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think I wanted to see it was 60 to one at 250 bucks or something like that. It was yeah. Crazy. He, had, he had crazy numbers on that. 
Um, you, you know, I had a conver- I had a very existential, existential <laughs> conversation with Daniel not that long ago about gambling. I don't know if Daniel remembers this, but I asked him, I said, because he was telling me about all this money he won on the Red Sox and this and that. And I was yeah, Super Bowl safeties. He went through. And I said, no, nah, nah, come on, Daniel. There's no way in your lifetime of gambling that you you're ahead. You're definitely right. in the hole. Let's and go Daniel through this, says that he's right. This Daniel is sports. Says that he's actually ahead. Sports gambling. Yeah. Okay, so let me just add this, and then Sal, you can jump in. Yeah. Since 2002, I've made a bet every year: Red Sox uh, win the ALCS and Red Sox win the World Series. Since 2002, and a thousand dollars each. I was back in the you know TV money days, and I, I bet a thousand dollars in each one. 2004, I hit it. 2007, I hit it. 2013, I hit it. 2018, I hit it. All those odds every time. I mean, 2013 was the greatest of all. Because the odds were 40 to one and it was mm-hmm. a rebuild year. Like it's going to be this year. And then right. Sal was like, do you want to bet? It? And I was like, I don't want to bet it. I'm, I'm not going to bet. It. He's like, you, 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 why not? Just bet it. And so uh, you would put a thousand down at 40 to one. So you won 40,000 just I won, I won 60,000. I had an opportunity to hedge on St. Louis and I didn't hedge. And I think I called you about it too. And you said, don't hedge. Cause I'd already won 20,000 on the playoffs. That's I will right. say Daniel hit a nice stretch for the Red Sox fans. And this is why they're so uh, hateable that if you had the Red Sox or Patriots and kept pounding the odds on those teams for, for a good decade yeah. or 15 years, you were going to make money. And unfortunately now, won, that's when I knew Daniel. <laughs> I've won a thousand two hundred dollar bets. I've lost a thousand two hundred dollar bets. Right. And I've won seven like sizable <laughs> 60 to one bets. Right. I, I think I'm, I, I might be ahead, but I might, might be ahead. But then you have people in your life that you do, you, you're a big side bet guy. Yeah. You'd be the guy, if you were a PGA golfer, you would have all these side bets with different golfers oh, yeah. at I the tournament and stuff shot. like that. I love, I love the worst long kind of long shots. I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> like, and, and then I drive Sal crazy. I mean, he won't let me bet on the Gatorade anymore in the Super Bowl. The Gatorade. Should we talk about that real quick? Orange is the favorite <laughs> at plus 160. Orange and red used to be one color. Now orange is plus 160. Red's two to one. I like That's clear. exactly the kind of bet I would have. I like clear, I was, clear at yeah. seven to one. Go, it's it's been since uh, it's been like nine years since I went with water. Didn't we yeah. decide the two easiest bets to rig every year are Gatorade and how long the national anthem takes? The anthem is the anthem for sure. Yes, the, the, to rig is fine. The anthem for sure is the most controversial because people are starting and stopping their Braves. The last word, the uh, the last note. They almost always cut to the fighter jets. So you can't tell if they've held it for seven seconds or 11 seconds. So yeah, there's a fight almost every year about the uh, anthem, Mike. Sal, what's the maddest you've ever been at me about a bet, do you think? I don't, probably the Gatorade <laughs> thing. Like It was like clearly blue. And then like you're sending me different angles of when you thought there was like a tinge of green in it. And like, can we just get, it's March Madness already. Can we at least put this to bed? <laughs> What are we doing? Well, I anymore? mean, I, yeah, I mean, but I was throwing <laughs> away money, and I clearly won. Right, clearly. <laughs> um, we, so, what are the Super Bowl prop opportunities for you now, Daniel? Now that they've they've now gamed it so that people like you can't take advantage of the well, ridiculous bets There's no anymore. safety for a score or last score this year. No, there is it's ten I, to one now. It's not you're oh not getting God, six to one 10 anymore. To yeah, one? is it they've ten for first score or j- ten to one? Wow. Oh, not, oh, for first score, I don't know. It's for a safety yeah. is 10 to Oh, one. yeah. No, you'll get back. I go you'll first get, and last. Yeah, and any you'll other get like touchdown, 30. I also go. 
Any other touchdown. That's Daniel's move. First score is any other touchdown, which means kick return, punt return, or, you know, interception return, whatever, fumble return, yeah. or safety. That's uh, another first dumb, and last. hugely odd. I mean, I hated that with the Bears that one year, right? Yeah, the kick return for a touchdown. Devin yeah. Hester, yeah. Uh, the yeah. kickoff. Devin Hester, exactly. So you guys have known Baby since the 1990s. Neither of you have been able to convince him to gamble on sports. I've known him since the 1980s. Yeah, what's Not your problem, gambler, baby? baby Why? What happened? Well, why'd this happen? What? Explain it. Explain it to us, baby. Why don't you gamble on sports? <coughs> I honestly don't know why. <laughs> I don't I don't need to gamble to to like enjoy a game. Shut his know box. This is all an addiction. Like people have the gene or they don't have the gene. Yeah, I think that's like what it I, is. I have my other addictions that you're all very aware of, but gambling is not one of them. I was talking to Jimmy about this on the show. Like, he's like, our family gambling runs in the family. You got the gene. I'm like, why didn't you get the gene? Like, you grew up closer to our grandparents in Las Vegas. You, yeah, he has you the said gene. That. That's right. To like host uh, charity events. What fun is that? That's meanwhile, my, I come from a long line of a lot of de degenerate gamblers. So I, I also did on my Italian side. Weird. I don't know why I didn't get the gene. Well, my son, my son has it. Your son has it. Yeah, yeah, my son has it too. My seven-year-old has it. I can see oh it because he he does NBA <laughs> NBA 2K where you can open these packs to try to get new players. And he's like obsessed with it and he wants to buy basketball cards and the thrill of like oh, opening gosh. stuff. So I, I know he has it. He's got good throw, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. But I mean, by the time he is 21 years old, eight years from now, it'll be legal in every state. It's going to be legal in New York soon, right? Oh, it'll baby? be on your phone. It'll just be betting on your phone nonstop. It'll be yeah, great. Yeah. Thank Amen. God. Thank God you're rich, Bill. You'll be able to support <laughs> that. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> third, I'll cut Baby, if it, when it's legal in New York, you won't put the FanDuel Sportsbook app on your phone and Come do a little no, golf? I, Nothing? I, You'll I never do no. it. Why not golf? I, no. At least golf. I, you know, I don't even bet the goddamn Super Bowl. I don't bet golf. I always tell you guys who I like in these majors, but I never even put a dollar down. I don't know. I just, mm. uh, I don't know. Well, one really? of the reasons I want to have Daniel on, um, Sal uh -oh. loves a lot of things in life. Sal just spent all this time writing a book. He spent the whole week promoting it. This is, this is a reward for Sal. It's like when we give our new I puppy a treat Thank when he you. poops outside. Like you give him a treat. He's a good boy. Well, your <laughs> your one of your favorite things is is torturing Dixon and Daniel when they're together. Yes. I figured we could just do this now. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you the floor. You could go. Oh. Do it. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, what what should we say about this, baby? Well, as you as you recount in the book, yeah. I, you know, I never realized something that it was Daniel's idea. That Obama, you know, yes. getting in the picture with Obama. I never realized that that was Daniel Daniel's idea for a that. lot of this stuff. Daniel's idea a lot. We'll huddle together when we try to drive up the bill that you pay for. You know, you take like I'm six, Cyrano de Bergerac. Basically. That's right. I, you, know? <laughs> yeah, you really are. But you'll I take like I'm the sound whisperer. Five or six cigarette breaks, and Daniel and I'll huddle. Like, all right, let's send the seafood tower to that table, and well, Dom no, Perry on that. Is this too many seafood towers? And I'll say, no, I think no. we can still go. I think we can still order more. You guys have another smoking break. It'll be yeah. the fifth one. But I feel I feel bad because I, mean, I think baby you're the worst person to consult <laughs> on shit like that, Daniel. Because it's always it's always the extreme. <laughs> yeah. The robes. 
The roles yeah. were good. But baby, I feel like uh, you you paid Daniel back by not trying to get him a job for the last decade. I mean, that not doesn't last right. decade. <laughs> last 25 years. Never oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a really decade and a half. Come on, Sal, baby. How dare you? Step it up, baby. Hey, do something Sal, do you for remember Dan. As we speak, as we speak, I'm trying you to get you on a... I'm I'm trying to get you on a oh on a very very uh, prominent ABC <laughs> Wait till you hear what this is, guys. show. What is Wait it? Wait till you hear. <laughs> You're gonna be the Bachelor. Close, <laughs> close, close, very close, very close. Oh okay. my God! Do you know the show Supermarket Sweep? Oh come on, baby! Don't square the deal. <laughs> this over. is exciting. It's um, over. Sal, what's the maddest you've ever seen, baby? At at uh, Daniel or vice versa. <laughs> well, the maddest, I used to do a character of the year. It, it got too crazy and the world is now woke and uh, everyone's feelings get hurt constantly. And if it ends up in the wrong hands, I'm, I'm dead. But I used to do what we call the character of the year awards and all the our favorite people in our lives, Bill, many of which you've had on this podcast today, uh, I assign points to their, um, their weird behavior uh, throughout the year. And um, I assigned points to to uh, Baby, who was Daniel's agent, for basically putting him down as a producer, but in a very flowery way with a lot of F-bombs in there. And Daniel read this and, like, didn't talk to Baby. He was very upset. Didn't talk to him yeah. for months. And Baby got mad at me. And I'm like, hey, you just shouldn't have said those things. And now we know. Now Baby it's knows. It's true. I, yeah. I, I, I count on loyalty. I mean, even if you're, you're lying, I, I'd rather you be loyal. It seems not asking when a lot from your agent. Loyal to yeah. you. That time. Come on. That, may, that wasn't even that, loyalty. That's not the right nomenclature for that. Whoa. What you nomenclature mean? Nomenclature? I haven't heard that, that word in like 20 years. That's not the right word for that. You got to get know? out of Jupiter Flow. Listen, I love it baby. About, We've been... It was about frustration. Daniel, what's the, baby, what's the angriest you've been at Daniel? You have like uh, oh, seven, 700 things to choose from. Um... How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you need it to be, baby. Hey, wait, can we tell the story about it? I mean, I don't know whether it's a good story or not, but I think it is how, how baby became my agent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. So this is like 1989, 1990, right around there. And I was at Letterman. I was a hotshot producer. And, and baby represented Ray Romano. He represented Kevin James, uh, Dennis Leary, John Stewart. And, and John Stewart was a friend of mine at the time. And we would socialize. And John had just lost his job at MTV. And uh, uh, so I had an idea for John. I said to Letterman, I go, what, instead of Friday nights with Tom Snyder, what if we did John Stewart, Friday nights, alternative music, alternative comedy? Letterman liked the idea. And I called John and told him about the idea. And he liked it too. And then uh, I called Dixon. And then John called me. He's like, hey, whatever happened to that idea? I was like, your agent never called me back. James Dixon. <laughs> so I... Uh, so about five minutes later, maybe even two minutes later, Dixon calls me and he goes, I don't know who the fuck you think you are telling my client <laughs> in the most vulnerable moment in his career that you can't get me on the fucking phone. Fuck you, Daniel. Now, he needed me at the time. I had Ray Romano, I had Kevin James, I had all these people. And he's, he's yelling at me. And I start laughing. I'm like, I want somebody to yell on my behalf the way you're yelling at me right now. I want you to be my agent. <laughs> you to be my agent. Nice. And, and I've loved you ever since, baby. Doll. Yeah, but he doesn't yell on your behalf. He yells. I know. That's, that was he the, whispers. That's the nomenclature or whatever the fuck that word was. <laughs> uh, baby, were you responsible for John Stewart going on Twitter? 
I was not. In fact, I'll tell you, I started getting deluged with emails, texts, calls. Is this a bogus account? Is John's on Twitter? And I literally said, yes, it's a bogus account. There's no way John's on Twitter. I told NBC News. I told Newsweek. I told six different emails. I said, no, it's a bogus account. Don't, you know, don't, don't quote it in any way. And I said, you know, I just better double check. And I called John and he said, yeah, it's, it was me. It was real. I was like, are you kidding me? He oh. never told me. He said his, his, his 16 year old son convinced him it was about time. It was about and, GameStop, uh, right? That's what prompted it. The GameStop, it was, GameStop was his first that one. was part hmm. of it. He's also got a little, you know, show coming out uh, for Apple in the next, you know, four or five months. Uh-oh. Is it supermarket sweet sakes? It's 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 called keep your headphones in your ear. <laughs> uh, who helped baby it. get this? Uh, who helped baby do the zoom, by the way? I want to know how that happened. I, I think I somehow pulled it Emily off. did. I think no, it was Garrett. Garrett was Player. texting me, telling me how to do this. <laughs> and I said, I have no idea how to connect to this. And then uh, I said, let me ask my daughter, Emily. And she, of course, figured it out. Baby, did you choose that wallpaper? Did you choose that wallpaper? We've litigated <laughs> the wallpaper. <laughs> this wallpaper is unbelievable. I got to tell you. I how agree. much did it cost? It's how much did it cost? A lot. <laughs> I'm going to show you something else. Let me, th- let me ask you guys something really quickly. Just look down at this. <laughs> Do you think your socks? You think this is? You think this is a? This is my floor in here. Let me ask you. What do you think this is? Your floor. Can you see that? What? Uh, it's a, a rug. It what looks it? like a rug, but that is that is carved wood. It's mm. all wood. It's. It looks like a freaking Berber bur- bur- rug, but it's how much? I don't know. Come on, uh, you know. You know. Bill, when are you going to tell baby that he's on a podcast right now? And that we're not just doing <laughs> it's a, like a Zoom. He, he keeps forgetting it's a visual. <laughs> break it's the not a visual medium. Wait, I had I had a question for Sal and Daniel. Yeah. Do you think the greatest achievement of baby's career was negotiating with ABC for John Stewart to take over the late night show, and then ABC decides they actually might be more interested in Jimmy Kimmel? Baby, tell and the baby story. ends up keeping baby ends up keeping both clients. Kimmel gets baby, the job. John Stewart thought he was getting the job. Kimmel gets it instead and didn't fire you. John it Stewart. is unbelievable. I'm gonna set baby the record the straight. Baby was in the car when when Lloyd Brown called him and said he wanted Jimmy. And baby was with John Stewart in the car. It speaks oh, volumes that, as to how lovable shit. baby is. Because in addition to that, Simmons, obviously he has Stephen Colbert. So now it's like Jimmy versus Colbert. And first it was Jimmy versus John Stewart who could get it. And 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 somehow no, look, first of all, jo- John wasn't interested in it. They offered it, but I mean, the money at that point for John, they never stepped up in the right way. He wasn't uh, that, that story. There's a nuance to that story. It wasn't them rejecting John. It was it was at that time uh, Michael Eisner not stepping up to where he needed to be. Oh, thirteen million isn't enough, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not in two thousand two, Sal. No, it right. wasn't. Wait, right. so when you say there's there's a nuance to that story, you mean a story that's been reported by multiple people who cover the industry for a living and reported in a certain way? So that nuance was incorrect? He meant nomenclature. That that nuance was incorrect, yes. 
You said it. <laughs> so then Kimmel gets the job, and you and John Stewart are fine. And then John Stewart, he, he, then John he didn't takes want off the on goddamn job okay. at that point. He he really didn't. So there was no issue. But they didn't. Yeah. All right. All right. What about when Colbert <laughs> Colbert became Kimmel's competitor, and and you supposedly love. Kimmel, but now you have two of your guys competing against each other and you navigated that. They both still love you. Yeah. They're not competing with each other. They're competing. They're, they're not competing with any, they're competing to get the audience. It's not you have a pink vape. Other. Are you smoking a pink vape? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Sal. So he's saying, yeah, Kimmel and Colbert who yeah. are in the exact same time slot on yeah, two yeah. of the three major networks that have late night shows right. and compete. And there's stories every week written about who did what in the ratings and all yes. that stuff. Baby's argument is they're not competing. Yeah, Bill, don't you understand? You're not competing with Barstool. You're just going after the same audience. It's not, you're not competing. <laughs> I got it. How hard is that to understand? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good way to... It's, okay. There's a nuance. Right, that, there is a nuance to it. That's exactly right. <laughs> Baby, why didn't you talk Daniel out of having the audience drink for Kimmel's first show? Oh, yeah. Where were you on that? I should have. I tried. Daniel, didn't I try? Yeah. I mean, everyone Didn't tried. I say that was a really dumb idea? You know what happened was that we had the, the drink of the man show, and, and, and Lloyd wanted it to be like the man show, he said, but he, then he didn't want to have that. But, but ultimately what ended up happening was that I said to Lloyd at the time, because everyone else said no, there, I said, you have drinking in, like, he goes, the guy said, we don't have drinking in, in Disney properties. And I go, well, what about, like, I went to the Lion King, intermission, I had a drink, and went to Angel Stadium, I had a drink, and there's even a club at the Disneyland where I have a drink. Mm -hmm. And Lloyd goes, he makes a good point, and they let me drink, have drinks, and then a, the girl puked in the audience. And yeah. that was that. Lloyd's like, Daniel, you're right, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the same time. <laughs> it was about the same sentence, even. I like how Daniel week. he glossed over the girl puked in the audience. She puked <laughs> yeah, right in front of Michael Eisner and Bob Iger. Well, like yeah, she was like two then, rows in front of them and Bob. Well, you, you interviewed Bob Iger, and there's a great line in there in the podcast where you said to Bob Iger, "Look, we've talked about politics and sports and all this stuff, but I got to ask you though. You know, you were there for the first Kimmel taping, and you left there after the girl puked in the audience and all the chaos on the street and the fire marshal closing down. And what did you say to Michael Eisner as you left that night? He said, we need to get some adults in here, which is really sort of, <laughs> I think, a very telling moment. Baby, did you have that feeling? Isn't that the title of your book, Baby Doc? That's right. It, maybe. We'll see how that all works out. <laughs> um, baby, when did you know Daniel was in, in trouble as the EP of the Kimmel Show? Before we launched, uh, I'm sure. Actually, bef before we ever launched. Yeah. During pre-production. There's a saying, you don't want to be... You don't want to be the first EP. You want to be the second EP. You know, that's that. And I think that there's there is. That. There's a saying. You never heard that? You no, heard I've that not that. heard that. That's weird. <laughs> you must no, have I never knew that. I just thought you wanted to be the first EP. <laughs> no, you don't. Baby thinks the first EP and the second EP don't actually compete with one another. They're competing for an audience of the bosses, but they're not actually competing. You don't think I'd want to come in after that whole show is built and all the foundations happening and all the bullshit of, I mean, all the guests we had, I mean, God damn, look at our bookings that year. Well, unbelievable. Well, look at the bookers. Professional wrestlers. All professional wrestlers. <laughs> It's true. So, I, pillow, I pillow fought every guest. I think Cloris Leachman included. 
Yeah. Sal, any last <laughs> thoughts? We have to let baby go because we have another guest coming in. No, really? No, I feel like we should. Uh, I feel like we're 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 treading on. <laughs> I feel like we're about to get in trouble with some of this stuff. But but I loved having <laughs> these guys. This was great. <laughs> Sal, baby, congrats! Seriously, congrats on the book. Thank you. It's phenomenal. I hope you sell a million copies. Listen, everybody should buy Sal's book. We need to get on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, we're close. That's and crazy. We're very close, by the way. And and do do as much for my as da for Daniel's book as you did for mine. Can can I just ask that? Yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't get me started on that one. By the way, that may be as mad as I've gotten to you in a long time. Why with, that he uh, that he wanted you, to sell with a book? The book thing. Yeah. This is boring. Don't even bother with this. Baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. We'll leave on a good note. All right. So Matt yeah, James. We'll leave on a high it's note. Going up now. Supermarket sweep, baby. You can't lose them all. There you tell go. Matt James Love we said baby. hi. Your new Thanks, tell Matt guys. James your new favorite that we said hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, baby doll. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Love you guys. Celebrate the 55th edition of the big game with exclusive 55 to 1 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, new users can bet on either team and get 55 to 1 odds when Tampa plays Kansas City. That's right. $5 and you win $275 on a bet. If you pick the winner of the big game February 7th, I'm leaning toward Kansas City, as you're probably learning during the Super Bowl props thing. It's not official yet. I'm worried about their line, but uh, leaning toward the Chiefs. It's now up to three and a half. Also, FanDuel Sportsbook now live in Michigan and Virginia. They have a range of betting options, player props, futures. You can find whatever bet you're looking for. FanDuel, a ton of options. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use promo code BS to get started. FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code BS. Must be 21 plus present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Virginia. New users only must wager on designated boost market. $10 deposit required. Max bonus, $275. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we have uh, one last guest coming on in a second. Daniel, your thoughts on Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay Bucks? I'm rooting for him. I mean, how can you not? I, I bet on him. You bet on the Bucks already? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's that's what you have to do. It's going to go down to three, right? That's that's what Patriots fans have to do, Bill. But you know, you you would do it too. I don't. You, I mean, you have to put. He's going to wait till it goes to three, and then he's going to bet. Bill has put like eight figures on it, but it, that's how it hurts less <laughs> if you bet Tom Brady right now. I did enjoy betting on them the last couple of weeks. It made me feel like I wasn't bitter. I had moved on. I I'm at peace with the six Super Bowl rings, and mm. now I just. Now I just want him to not beat the Chiefs if I bet on the Chiefs. That's yeah. part of it. That's Did part. You bet of on the Chiefs? No, I, I haven't decided yet. I, I need to find out You're more about their offensive Tom line. <laughs> That's crazy. I if Fisher hadn't gone down, I would have bet on the Chiefs. But the fact that the offensive line looks shaky makes me. Uh, you don't think Tom Brady's going to pull it out of his ass? <sighs> what do you think, Sal? What, yeah. What's the what's the Hollywood narrative here? Is that what he I throws think. three TDs, beats Mahomes, gets his seventh, and this is the last dance, the the Utah game, basically. Yes, for sure. But I also think, like for so many years, we've bet the Patriots, thinking, all right, you know what? If they lose in the Super Bowl or don't cover, at least I know I had the best team, and they're fun to root for. Now the Chiefs are the best team, and they're fun yeah. to root for, except they're yeah. against Tom Brady. The 
the team I just spoke about. So it's a, it's very crazy what goes through your head and try to uh, navigate it. But uh, like I said, I'm like three and six or two and seven in Brady's Super Bowl. So don't listen to me, but I like Tampa. But don't you, yeah, don't you think there's going to be some clumsy fucking last final play where fucking ball bounces off somebody's helmet? Could be. Somebody catches it and runs it in. Tampa Bay wins. Yeah. Could be. I know who the next guest is. I I know what's going on here, and we're just going to get bombarded with New England stuff for the next fifteen you, minutes. You know who it is. I mean, I know. But I'm guessing. I know who it is. All right, Kyle, bring him in. Uh, yeah. See. Yeah. Of course. It, of course, it's Hench. It's <laughs> it's my buddy Kevin Hench, diehard Pats fan. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners remember him the time he came on, and we counted down the twenty greatest Patriots wins. For two hours, I don't think I've ever had a podcast that enraged more people. Really? Um, well, it it enraged Patriot haters for obvious reasons, and and it enraged Patriot fans because we couldn't keep track of the years those victories <laughs> happened. In. It's a lot. We did. Lot. We we made like three <laughs> made three honest old guy mistakes where yeah. we just got uh, seasons confused. And, uh, yeah, it was after a while. There's so many wins. Um, Hench. Where do you stand on this Tom Brady thing? To watching Tampa Bay, watching our hero, the guy we defended in every Brady Manning argument um, for God knows how long. And now he's on another team trying to do the impossible, get to the seventh Super Bowl. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we sent a thousand shitty texts to each other this year about Brady, but um, I found myself unable to root against him, even in, you know, which is not hard for me. Usually when they change colors, you know, it's like, all right, you're on the other team now. I hope this goes South fast and bad, but, and I did bet against Brady in every category this year, but once he, once he started uh, playing and winning, I was rooting for him. And, um, I'm going to bet enough on the Chiefs that I oh, won't no. be rooting for him. Oh, a head, oh emotional no. hedge. Wow. Oh, my God. What? what? Come on, Kevin. I, and I can't lose, right? The goat, <laughs> yeah, the goat wins <laughs> or the other goat wins. I see. That, this is how Hench does it. He bets. He's, he's bet. You bet the Yankees more than once. Rooting he hard. is an emotional yeah. hedger. Yeah. Yeah. But the Hench is sure. specialist in the emotional Listen, hedge. Listen, Daniel yeah. explained this to me. Um, this is how this works when you're a child of divorce. Uh, everything is through an emotional prism. So you you have to see all the emotional escape, escape hatches early on. We're like Jason Bourne with emotional escape hatches. So right. you go, I don't want this to hurt. So I'll bet on the Yankees or in Simmons. Like for three years, Simmons and I were preparing emotionally for the end of Brady. That's what all those texts were. Like yeah. every time he one hopped the guy in the flat or turtled before the rush got there, we we're like, fuck this guy. I'm going to break up with him before he breaks up with me. <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> Sal, Sal's, um, one of the things I can't really refute when he makes fun of me is how many times we cried wolf with Brady thinking that this might be the end. I, get and now so I wonder annoyed. like if LeBron fans now do that. Well, well, Le LeBron is the same way, right? Where he has this tw two decade stretch of excellence and he'll have one bad game if people are like, oh, because it's so inconceivable that, that, you know, but, but he, with all that said, I still feel like Brady wasn't good last year. And I, I don't, I don't regret any of the texts we sent last year. He had a bad season. Yeah. But did. you always say like, oh, this is what he does. He's got a noodle arm and noodle. The first quarter noodle arm is, is a, is a, 
is a guarantee. It really it's is. Our it's our process. Classic. We've explained yeah. it to you. This it's is how, how we how we handle having no quarterback. We we belittle him, but we it's out of love. Here's the headline, Sal. Hmm. Both Bill Simmons and Kevin Hench are betting against Tom Brady. No, yeah. no, no. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I just, Sal, think, you did. I, I just think it's only in the movies that uh, old Clint Eastwood or old Gary Cooper actually defeats the younger gunslinger. That 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 that's that, there's a better you know, quarterback on the other team. You don't that's envision the first after time. this after this game, Pat Mahomes is gonna have his arm around Tom Brady going. This guy is a legend, and I'll I'll mm. see you next year, and I love you. Like it's gonna be a a big, me too sort of uh, you know that would be dreamy, uh, because then he'd have seven, and the next seven greatest quarterbacks of all time would have seven. Wow, that's true. Well, do you have any idea since you're so good at planning this? Do you know if he'll doubt uh, he'll thank first his teammates, God, or the city, because that we could bet on. Or Giselle. No, we can't. <laughs> or, or Arians. Or Giselle over under one and a half. <laughs> or Donald cutaways. Trump. Maybe you thank Donald Trump. What's that odds? I could see. Teammates, hey. God, city, not family? Uh, teammates, God, city are the first three. Yeah. City oh, is, he'll do city, teammates then. City is usually he goes teammates, 50. family. They, he does that combo and then does oh, the Oh, really? Because teammates is also like the false version of sort of like, um, you know, I, it wasn't me. It was my team. I mean, that that's what he's going to definitely do. Well, he did that on the podium after the NFC yeah, title game. They brought him up first. Up here. Yeah, and he yeah. immediately like did the other guys. The thing, selfless like. version of Tom Brady is great for the legend of Tom Brady. Belichick, two hundred and fifty to one. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Come well, on, good Bill. Three hundred on that. Right. Only if he had a sense of humor, which he doesn't. <laughs> sadly. Um, hey, have you guys already talked? Have you guys talked about how awesome Sal's book is? Yeah, yeah, we don't have to do that. Thank all you. Right, That's very right. well, it's nice. incredible. I didn't get a chance to say anything, but it's fantastic. And obviously, both Daniel and, and Bill featured prominently. Right. Um, just incredible stories. It, it, I, I, I'm thanked. I, I think I got everything there, right? I, yeah. I deserve. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Kevin. you're not That's as good. you're not a big a general gambler as me. Probably. Sure. That's probably what. That's and yeah. I'm and I never get character of the year points, which I'm happy about. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. It's time for Parent Corner, brought to you by CarMax. Don't just buy your next car. Love your next car with the CarMax. Love your car guarantee. Our friends at CarMax know that buying a car is a big deal, and with their new Love Your Car guarantee, you can take your time to make sure it's the right car for you. Starting with a 24-hour test drive, drive it to work, to school, to the grocery store before you buy it. And if it feels right, you've got a full month and 1,500 miles to keep on driving with their new 30-day money-back guarantee. It's the new Love Your Car guarantee from CarMax. We love CarMax. Learn more today at CarMax.com. All right, Parent Corner. Sal, you have the floor. Well, my Parent Corner is, uh, we're, we're actually taping this around wrestling, right? We were going to do this yep. like at seven at night, but I do like, oh, Royal Rumble's tonight. I'm like, oh shit. So we did it like at 3.30. I think the women's Royal Rumble is now. And the Royal Rumble in my house is insane. Like we pick out of the hat, we pick numbers. So if there's three of us, me and the two older boys, we each get 10 numbers and they assign numbers to wrestlers that come in every, what, three minutes or so? I forget what it is. They come in and- it is. It always ends in tears. It really does. It's and I have screaming <laughs> on my phone. I record it every year, and I've won three years in a row. And then my oldest son won, and my middle son is like really just out of it the whole time. And he's like screams and runs up to his room. Last year I was at the Super Bowl, so I missed it. 
my middle son won over my youngest son. So now I have a collection of videos of these guys screaming at each other. I was going to play one on the, uh, on the podcast that I was going to send it to Kyle. I looked, these sons of bitches erased them all. The middle kid went on my phone and erased the, all the videos of him throwing a temper tantrum after losing the Royal Rumble. Wow. Wait a second. So <laughs> were you like asleep and he face ID'd you and he must have got it? somehow got in my phone. It was on for, I, I don't know how he did it, but he erased it and then copped to it. And then I'm like, well, Archie at least send me last year's and it's, it's unsatisfying. So we're about to go through that again. And that's going to be the parent corner for next week, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, lunacy in this house about to take place. You know, I'm on a thread with my college friends who, one of whom reminded me, Nick Aida, that oh, yeah. 30 years ago today, when I was, a, I think, a junior in college, we had the Royal Rumble party where we had the pool. Mm -hmm. And we had all these people crammed in and everybody got one guy. And it was, like, genuinely exciting. It was a moment, like, they even remembered Lanny Poffo won yeah. the whatever. And, and uh, I still feel like this is one of the greatest things to gamble on year it's so after much year fun. after year. You can do four people, 30 people, whatever. Smart to um, do it this week too. Yep. Wow. So your son went on your phone and deleted yeah. videos. Deleted all the videos of him throwing a temper That's like tantrum. a violation. I don't like it. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if- in, uh, in fairness, Sal's, Sal's password is T-O-N-Y-R-O-M-O. -O. <laughs> Quiet, Hench. <laughs> Not that hard. All right. Now I have to change it again. Hench, what do you have for Parent Corner? Uh, my parent corner is the corner I, I hide in while my 13-year-old daughter and grown-up wife fight. Um, <laughs> 13 in this fucking pandemic, it's got to be the worst. I, I can't, my thing is like, cut her slack, just cut her slack. Obviously, every conversation with her has to be treated like a hostage negotiation. It, it has to be diffused, diffused, diffused. You can't, and so like, I'll hear it start. And I'll be like, okay, we're in a, we're in a situation here. Let's, 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 let's diffuse. This isn't the Todd Gurley fantasy football trade. It's, it, we can, we can tone <laughs> it down. Uh, and then, and I'm like, okay, I think we're going to make it. Heather has to get that last word in. Heather mm. has to just go like, just get that last little lesson. And then Sophie goes, okay, now we're going the other way, mom. And then will Heather's the kid. No. <laughs> well, if you read a fucking transcript, you certainly would not be able to tell. I promise you. I promise you, if you redacted the names, there's no way you'd know who was 13. But, and then I get in trouble. She's like, don't infantilize me. Don't take her side. I'm taking the side of softer, quieter. Let's relax. Pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. Um, but uh, so then Heather will use the B word. Nice. Which Sophie sees as mm. opening uh, the profanity Pandora's box. So next thing I know, while I'm just trying to watch Kemba Walker go one for 12 and cost the Celtics a victory <laughs> in peace. <laughs> the next thing I know, is just 13 year old going, fuck you, mom. Fuck you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. What? Where, where can I go? How can I escape this? The good news is. Uh, this pandemic has been almost over for 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> the B word is Brady, by the way, just to clear that up. I will say I, I, you guys have had all sons, Daniel and Sal. Yeah. Well, I have a daughter. There's, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You have a daughter. He's, yeah, he's, I forgot. He's, 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 he's seen it. He's Daniel, seen we it. were he testing knows. you. We were testing yeah. you there. Good job. 
<laughs> when they hit like 12 and a half, 13 range, yeah. There's some sort of chemical thing that happens with the daughter and the wife. We've talked about it a couple of oh times in the God, parent yes. corner. They, it's, I, I, it can't be explained. They have the natural ability. It it's is like that explained. guy. Who's that guy in the Saints who could just start fights with the other receivers and they get Bill, kicked out of the game? Oh Bill, yeah, that's that's what it's on both sides. Bill, you and Kevin need to Google. There's an article in Newsweek magazine from like five years ago about how girls who are between the ages of 13 and 18. Their brains are morphing, not boys, just girls. And and you're, it's like fighting with a crazy person. And basically, the <laughs> point of the article is don't take the bait. Don't take course, the bait. Of course, of course, don't take the bait. <laughs> and every time I do with my daughter, I took the bait every goddamn time. Now, she, my daughter basically hates me, but my my son loves me. But but mom, but my my ex wife is so smart. She never took the bait. She never did it. She just walked away. Brilliant. She did worse. She did worse. She took the ring. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. You took a lot. Hey, Daniel, are you uh, the only guy here without a book deal? What's going on with your book? <laughs> we you just, missed it. We just you went through that with it. Baby Doll. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. All right. Here's the, the, party. the well, thing, and, and, and I don't want to bring it up here, but I had a big fight with Baby Doll, and he was talking about that fight. But the truth of the matter is that I called, I called Simmons, and Simmons has a book agent, and I talked to that guy, too. We'll see how it lands. All right, well, here's <laughs> the thing. I came on, I thought this was a sports podcast, and it's the Algonquin Roundtable of nerds, all you authors. That's right. <laughs> Dixon will never hear this, so it's fine. That's true. Um, all right, I'll quickly do a parent corner. My, uh, you know, my my daughter, she, she, she's single, so there's been some couple guys that you have the FaceTime with, whatever. And, and there's been one that's come over a couple times recently. And of course, my son, my 13 year old son is stuck in a pandemic where he barely gets to see his friends or if there's friends, it's like, has everybody been tested? Or you have your, like your families that are in the bubble and you only get to see like two people. He's so excited that there's this other human being in the house that he can, you know, is relatively same age, another man that he's hij he's basically hijacked the quote unquote date. I don't know if you'd call it a date or the hang or whatever. And this last time on Friday ended up playing 2K with the kid for over 3 hours. Wow. As as my daughter who claimed she was fine and she liked it and she's really glad they're getting along. Uh -oh. Um it somehow became a three person hang uh, and I would I would give him $500 every time he does that. <laughs> that, that, that kid well, is my feeling was yeah cheap. I was like it was, he was like inadvertently I kind of liked it cuz he he yeah. somehow involved the date. Yeah, the more chaperone. he's involved. Yeah, he's like but a Bill, chaperone. There's a flip side to this too is like and I I lost my virginity to my sister's friend who did a sleepover at our house. Oh. Well, so you got to look out I, for the uh <laughs> <laughs> turn. That's the flip side. Took a turn. I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> I was not prepared. Corner. This is Parent Corner's <laughs> rated PG. That's Carmax was going to love that. Here on Parent Corner. Is it be a lesson? I'm just saying heads up. Heads up. <laughs> uh, all right. That was Parent Corner brought to you by Carmax. Don't just buy your next car. Love your next car with the Carmax. Love your car. Guaranteed. Check them out today at CarMax.com. All right, that was Paracorder. Thanks for thanks for coming on, Hench. What do you got to plug? Anything? One of your seven shows? Uh, we're in this season finale, you know, season nine of Last Man Standing. 194 episodes. Been a wow. good run. I don't think any show will do more than that in the new world. 
Uh, <laughs> nice. but it's been, uh, it's been incredible. Wow. Uh, Daniel, anything to plug your, your book that you want to get out no, there? I, I don't know. I don't really have anything. I'm enjoying If I never step foot in another office again, I'll be happy. <laughs> Daniel's plugging you, us. The, he's plugging the safety as the first score of the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to plug Sal's book. That's what yeah, I should plug. Hey, plug your book one last That's time. That's enough. You can't yeah. lose them all. I, I guess I'm on the. Uh, I don't know, Joe Lenar. Who, who does the uh, the last four out, first four buys for the NCAA tournament? I'm on. I think I'm a, the first four out for the uh, bestseller list for New York Times, but it's going to be close. And thank you, everyone who's. Uh, Who's purchased it and all the nice things I've said? One. And you hey, guys, let me tell you something. People nice think things. people think that if you're a good performer or you're good, you know, on air talent, that mm. you you will you can only do one or the other. I'm neither. You're such a good writer, buddy. I, I tell you, oh, it thanks. just jumps off <laughs> the page, crazy. makes me laugh. I love your voice. <laughs> you're the greatest. I mean, after these two guys, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thank you, though. All right, everybody. We have two more days to get it for this week to qualify for the bestseller list. Yeah, Sal, Daniel, Hench. Thanks for being on, baby we doll. We did it, guys. The old Joe game. House. We all did it. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was fun to see everybody again. Oh, I didn't get house. I missed house. Yeah, you missed house. Good to see you guys. Good job, fellas. All right, that's it. Coming back with two more podcasts on the BS feed this week. Don't forget about the rewatchables Monday night out of sight. Don't forget about sports cards nonsense. Our latest and newest podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. See you in a couple of days. <laughs>